The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome to the Miracle of Healing, where we come together every week to discuss and discover a roadmap to healing. I'm your host, Lisa Campion, and I hope you can join us since the world needs all the healing it can get. And we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on Mind, Body, Spirit FM. Hey, everybody. This is Lisa Campion, and this is the Miracle of Healing. So happy to talk to you today and know you're going to want to catch every minute of what we're talking about. So go ahead and hit the subscribe button when you get around to it so you don't miss a word of this amazing conversation. We're going to talk about elevating greatness and really have a deep conversation about what greatness means. How do we achieve it as sort of normal, very flawed and insecure humans? Good thing we have people like Dr. Morgan Oaks, who is a transformational speaker and a coach, and his focus is on helping people achieve their full potential. That happens when we listen to our intuition, which leads us to taking courageously inspired action and then sort of our best life naturally unfolds. And certainly Dr. Morgan is an excellent example of how he lives his life that way. So thanks for being on the show, Morgan. Yeah, really grateful to be here, Lisa. So let's talk about this idea about greatness and elevating greatness. What, is, what does that mean to you? And, and how do we normal humans get there? Yeah, I think there's so many words out there that we can like project onto somebody else or this doesn't resonate with me. And, you know, whether it's success or greatness or living your best life, I think it's really about how do we tune in and see what's true for us? I think especially with social media, it's really easy to externalize what you know, that great life might look like or what life or family or vacation should look like. But if we let go of that and really drop into our hearts, drop into our guts, drop into our intuition, we have an idea of what greatness means to us. Some people that might be being the best parent that we can be or the best spouse, or we have this drive to, you know, help people through a way that we donate time or through our careers. And so, getting clear about what's really important to us. And then from there, usually the steps will lay themselves out, but just getting really clear what to us is important. What to us do we want to be great at? So it's really like coming from our own values, right? And not just the values that we see, we think we should have, or we think other people have. Absolutely. And especially, you know, and I feel like in Western society, we've, we've really got hooked into this, like Nike, just do it, you know, Mm -hmm. Gary V hustle, like, and it's, it's this hamster wheel 
that we're just all caught on. And so I think if we can take pause, we all know what's actually important to us. You know, and I think one of the gifts of COVID may have been exactly that. How many people came back from the office, came back to family, came back to self. And so that I think is the first step, like really stop, drop in and figure out, even if you don't, I don't know, I, I talk a lot about clarity and intuition. And I think people externalize clarity as like, I need to know every turn, every stop, every pothole between now and this, you know, this town that's 10 hours away from here. And clarity to me is more like a verb. It's an action. It's, do I know the first steps? Do you want to have an idea of what I'm wanting to create? And so if we can let go of the external, get centered, and then get an idea of what those first few steps might be, the path will continue to, you know, show itself. I love that so much. And that's so funny because as a psychic, people come to me all the time and ask me, what should I do? You know, and I used to think like before the past couple of years that we could all kind of see the future unfolding in front of us kind of relatively-ish predictable way, you know, and now where we're, we're at in the world that's been really interrupted, I, I can't see the future very well, even though I'm a psychic, you know. And, yeah. and I love that idea. Like we have times in our life where we see five miles down the road and we have times in our life where we only ever see the next step. But I think we always kind of do see the next step. What do you think? I think we always kind of like if I ever ask somebody, you know, usually we know the first step or if you ask the question correct, people will be like, oh, and you see their shoulders slump and they're like, yeah, I know what I need to do. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that like that five mile vision can be a blessing and a curse. Right. I've come to a place where sometimes I think my intuition or spirit or my gut or my heart, however you want to label that, it says, you know what, drive east to Lincoln, Nebraska. Metaphorically, I didn't actually need to go to Lincoln. It just needed to get me into motion east. Mm -hmm. Right. And so with that clarity piece for me, I think sometimes we get a piece of clarity and then we stop listening and we just keep going full steam ahead towards that thing. And I think clarity is something like we need to stay actively in touch with, am I still listening? Because the thing we were showed five years ago, that might've been Mm -hmm. a direction, but it may not have been the be all end all. And so I think there's a big piece about, are we listening enough and are we stepping enough? Right. Constant listening, constant course adjustments, right? Yeah. Well, and especially we've really seen that in the last two years. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing is for certain. Things are always shifting. And and I think that's always been true. It's just more evident now. So yeah, how can you really stay in flow? One of the dilemmas that I've had in my life recently is like feeling that tug between my personal will, like my personal self will, which can be very like driven or, you know, like competitive, driven, comparing all the time versus like divine will, you know, and these often set up a conflict inside of me. And sometimes I'm really asking like, well, what's my will versus what's divine will for me? And I think intuition is kind of the answer that helps us click into that higher space. that's maybe our higher self or divine will, because I don't know about you, but my personal self, my personal will is kind of, it's not the wisest part of me. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 It's interesting. I almost, sometimes I'll think about, and this actually happened just in the last couple of days. I'll think about that scene in the movie, the matrix where, you know, the, the psychic of the movie tells Neo, like he's not the one really. And, and sometimes, you know, 
I hear things and I'm like, am I hearing that because I'm not meant to be doing this? Or am I hearing that because maybe the test is, do I care about this thing enough to stay mm. with it? You know, am I doing this thing for the right reasons? And so, yeah, I, I also don't think there's, there's not always a black and white answer. So, you know, sometimes you choose something because your heart says it's right, even if the world seems in resistance to it. Or, you know, like with me starting to work with men, the universe was telling me from so many different angles for so many different years, start working with men. And for me, it was mostly women in the, the personal growth groups I was in. Most of my chiropractic mm -hmm. patients are women. Most of my coaching yeah. clients are women. Like I don't, I don't identify with sports. I don't identify with, you know, a lot of the things that let's say traditional masculinity gets focused on. I'm like, that's not me. I don't even know how to talk to these guys. And finally, I'm like, you know what? I'd heard this thing from somebody I had interviewed uh, a few years ago when I had my podcast. And what he had said was, be teaching what you want to learn. And I think obviously we need to be far enough down the path that we have wisdom to share. But that idea of be teaching what you want to learn, I'm always going to want to be a better man. I'm going to be wanting to improve my health, raise my testosterone, like, you know, be kind, be confident, be in my strength. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to work with men, even if this doesn't become huge, this is what I'm wanting to do. And the universe keeps pushing my resistant, uh, <laughs> my resistant steps in that direction. So that's kind of that balance of, you know, the universe versus my own, my own thoughts. Yeah, that's cool. I love that. And so it's sort of almost like a co-creation is what you're talking about, like your personal will and, and your higher self or God's will for you. I love that. Yeah. Let's talk about this working with men because I think it's fantastic. And I noticed the same thing you do. Like it seems to be mostly women in in the industry that I'm in too, who are spiritual seeking and consciousness raising and all that. It's mostly women. So what's it like working with men and what's it like being a man in that environment? And what's it like working with men? Yeah. Well, and I would say, you know, my spiritual awakening was, gosh, 17 years ago at this point. And when I woke up and looked around, like the only people I really had to talk to were women, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So I was in like a, a group that met once a week and we'd watch The Secret and work on our, <laughs> you know, listening to the yeah, universe. I I and, same group. <laughs> yeah. And then I would, you know, there was I, luckily in Northern Colorado, there were a ton of great spiritual speakers that were coming in and I, I'd go to Barnes and Noble and, you know, be there for like eight hours, just like devouring all this information. Cool. But what I kept hearing was divine feminine. And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Patriarchy and, you know, been really horrible. And yes, but it wasn't until it probably took eight years before I was working with this uh, female spiritual teacher of mine. She's like, like the divine feminine is not strong. They're equally strong. It's just been out of balance. Right. Right. And so it's been interesting going through a process of like, oh, like I was a I loved football. I loved rugby. I loved hitting you know, within the context of those sports, um, I didn't, was never really a, a fight guy, but for a long time, I'm like, Oh, don't get angry. Don't express like this truly like at my heart, masculine piece of me. And it mm -hmm. took, you know, it was just in the last decade where I'm like, Oh, I need martial arts. I need a place to be this kind of wild masculine piece of me within a, a framework that's, that's healthy. 
And so it's been a long path of like really softening and losing parts of myself because I thought Mm -hmm. they were bad. And then really coming back into a place of like, I can be a good man and a strong man and I can be thoughtful and opinionated and I can be loud and boisterous and I can also cry and express emotion. And so in working with men, partially I'm just trying to create what I've wanted, Hmm. you know, and what I see a lot of out there is these groups where you got men yelling at other men in this like military style way or like this degrading way. And I'm like, you know what? I want something where I can partner with people and, you know, even within my coaching, there's a part of me that I feel like I can push my men in a way that I don't push my women. Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think I want that. And I think we, we need that. There's a reason that, you know, we, in our DNA, I think we're hunters, you know, at the origins of things like the Olympics and things like that. I think competition and sport and having somebody that can hold you in a strong way that's healthy. Yeah is part of what's needed. Even if that's, yeah, we're going to learn to meditate together. And and some of us may find more tears doing this than we would in a climbing a mountain, you know? Yeah, totally love all, all of that that you said. And I think this time there's a lot of recognizing and healing the, the wounded and toxic feminine and the wounded and toxic masculine, which basically we've both, we've all been living in you know, Mm -hmm. for a long time. And we, you know, here we are coming out of the age of Pisces, which is that age of polarity and coming into the age of of Aquarius is more about the unity, you know, and how can we step into the divine masculine as well as the divine feminine, which is so needed. Yeah, you know, it's so needed. Yeah, and it's good work. And I, you know, I feel really blessed, like to have found love in the last few years, I moved back to Colorado for a relationship, which which you know, Mm -hmm. and to finally find somebody that feels like a partner, you know, where she appreciates my, my wild masculine, like, Hey babe, I got to get up. I'm going to go walk under the stars for, you know, a couple hours and climb in the river at 5am before we meet for yoga. You know, like she loves Mm -hmm. that part of me, but then also, Hey, something's up. I don't know what it is. I need to, I need to watch a sad movie tonight and let some, some tears flow, like to find that person. And, I know she's doing work with women directly. I'm doing work with men directly. And then also coming together to do that work together. And I think there's value in all three of those spaces. It's yeah, it's necessary and important. Yeah, so it's so necessary and important. And I think like men haven't had so much model to model what healthy masculinity and divine masculinity looks like. It's like you know, and you were talking about the hunter, I was thinking about warrior, you know, and, and I think as we elevate our vibration, we become that spiritual warrior, but it doesn't mean, you know, letting go of the masculine traits to be a spiritual warrior. It's more about embracing the light side of those traits. Yeah, well, and on either side of that masculine feminine continuum, if we're in our power, somebody can attack us, and we'll make sure that we don't get hurt, and they don't get hurt. Right. And when we're wounded, no matter masculine or feminine, if somebody comes at us or we perceive a threat, then instead of just being keeping everybody safe, there's a like a bounce back wound that happens, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that's a big part of it. How can we all get healthy enough? You know, things are flared up right now. And part of the beauty of that is it's exposed so much. Yeah. You know, 
And then the piece that we need is like, okay, the pendulum has swung to some, some real extremes in the last few years. And it's like, how can we come back together and, and kind of soften the rough edges, heal the wounds on our own and together, and then really move forward together? Because I, I really believe in the synergy and the collaboration and the piece of like all of us together, it's going to be way stronger than this individualistic you know, me versus them. Or men piece. versus women. Like that's yeah. the old, let's, let's ditch that. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are back with Dr. Morgan Oaks talking about his journey. And Morgan, I'd love to hear a little bit more about your awakening, which I listened to your TED talk. I thought it was cool. And in your story, the story you share about your your journey into South America. Can you talk a little bit, give us the highlights on that one? Because it was so inspiring and beautiful. Yeah. So I think probably the starting point for that was I, you know, I grew up in a small town in Southern Wyoming, like very blue collar and redneck and, and also very like left brain became a mechanical engineer. And Mm -hmm. when I had my spiritual awakening, you know, synchronicity started showing up intuition started showing up. I, I started hearing all these words I had never heard before and it felt more true than anything I had ever known. Right. So I was spending just hours at Barnes and Noble and hours on, you know, YouTube and Google. And I was just like voracious for all this information. And, And in that time period, four specific intuitions came in about traveling through Central America. And so after probably three or four years of these kind of building up, I had a a window in in life and I was able to go down and follow that. And three of the four intuitions came true. Mm. And so those intuitions were, you know, start in Mexico and travel south. The second one was that something big would happen in Guatemala, which it did. Uh, The third one I was seeing was I kept seeing versions of my own death in Panama. And the fourth one was I had the intuition that I would return home early from that trip for my dad's funeral, even though he wasn't sick at the time that I was having these, these intuitions. And so, you know, going on that trip was this, honestly, it was like cross training for my intuition. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't know the language. If you're not paying attention, you can walk into a eight foot hole in the middle of the sidewalk. Like there's just so many ways to be (laughs) listening to the universe down there. And, you know, and there were these beautiful things that happened where I'm like, you know what, I may not know what's going to happen tomorrow, but today I know that I'm able to listen to my, 
my inner guidance, that intuition. And so that was a, that was a massive thing for me to, you know, first tie in and start really listening to my intuition, but also seeing the need if people can combine common sense and book smarts with intuition and, and yeah. kind of this wisdom of the universe, that's, that's where magic happens. Yeah. I love that. I think both, um, it sounds like a grand spiritual adventure. We all, we all want something like that, that, you know, is like an initiation process for you, which it sounds like it really was. Yeah. And really started you on this, on this path right now, sort of, is that where you learned shamanism too, when you were there? You know, shamanism, I, um, my like spiritual awakening sounds like a country Western song, like <laughs> lost my girl, lost my dog, lost my house, crashed my truck. And, uh, and then I thought I was, you know, I was at the end of my first year as a chiropractor. And I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm not going to make it over this financial hump for the first year. And it just, it broke me down and created some kind of cracks in my eggshell. And that's when the intuitions and synchronicity started. And, when that started, you know, I'd have people face down on the chiropractic table and, you know, my hand would be up there like twisting and twirling and felt like I was removing things from them. And I didn't really know what I was doing, but a part of me did. Mm -hmm. So I feel like my uh, stepping into shamanism has been a lot of remembering. And I was really blessed to have great visionaries that came into my life at that time. They could see what I was doing. They started mentoring me. And then on that trip through Central America, I meet this woman and she's a teacher. We do the handshake and eye contact. She's very kind, but I felt naked in front of her. I was like, Oh my gosh, she knows more about me than I know about myself. And probably two minutes after that interaction, I'm like, Oh, I'm going to move to Seattle and, and go to her school. So that is what took Mm -hmm. me to Seattle to, to train with her and, and to really go deeper in with a, a true teacher. Wow, that's super cool. My first psychic teacher was also a shaman. It was in my early, early, early 20s and had been psychic my whole life and having all these experiences other people weren't having. And I, was, yeah. I couldn't really find a psychic teacher. I was looking everywhere, but this was like 1987. You know, there just weren't any. And what I did find was a shaman, kind of an old school shaman. And, and I got a really strong and, and I was studying martial arts, too. I was studying martial oh, wow. arts and shamanism at the same time, because mostly because I wanted to be a Jedi Knight, and that was the only way I could. Do <laughs> um, I, I totally connect with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I lived in Japan, and I got some good Jedi training there, and shamanism was really woven into that, and um, and I still really like fall back on those that way of looking at the world and those healing practices I still do with my clients and stuff. So it really had a huge impact on me, and still does. Yeah. Well, and you know, I think there's just so many different pathways out there. You know, everybody has their own story, their own path to however they're connecting. And there's something about this part of my life that feels more real and more meaningful than a lot of the other things, Mm -hmm. you know, and a few years ago, I got into a different type of meditation that it was so different than shamanism. Usually my mind can go, oh, here's how they're connected. Here's how they're the same things. And this pathway was very different. It was kind of like going back to stage one where I'm like, I'm not very good at this, but it feels like it's important. And so kind of, you know, when I think about like healing and our personal growth path, you know, how do we bring cross training in? You know, if you want to get good at, you know, 
a certain sport, you might be doing a mixture of yoga, weights, swimming, ballet, mm -hmm. like, you know, and so I, I think it's just, it's nice to follow those threads, you know, and there's that part of us that knows what we actually need versus what maybe we enjoy or is comfortable or we already know. I love that. That's super cool. Spiritual cross training. It's awesome. Yeah. So how do people work with you? Like if they wanted to get more of what you're offering, what, what does that look like these days? You know, I like starting a lot of my, my work just with a conversation. I have a lot of people call me. We just do a free phone call or zoom call for, you know, 20 or 30 minutes and see what's going on. And I, I got really motivated. Oh my gosh. The, uh, what's the, uh, there was a movie about this, about Queen, the music group. And I forget oh, yeah. the name of that movie, right? But mm -hmm. oh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. After I watched that movie, I was just weeping and weeping through that movie. And I was like, gosh, like mm. I really would love to be in front of stadiums of people. Mm. And I, I am a speaker, but it wasn't necessarily about that. And at that point, I'm like, if I can do free phone calls with people, I can be of service. Yeah. And I can really touch a lot of souls. And so half those people that call, I'm like, oh, read this book, watch this YouTube video, touch base in a couple months. Mm -hmm. And then other people may need, I do high performance coaching. Some people need more around like NLP and changing their unconscious mind. Some people need uh, energy work or shamanic work. And I find that that first conversation is just such a great place to see like, am I the person you need in your life? And what might the next steps be? It's beautiful. And how do people reach you? Yeah, my website, drmorganoaks, that's O-A-K-S dot com. And it's Dr. Morgan Oaks at, uh, at Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, all the other places as well. Because I know all the, you know, people are going to want to run, run right out and join that men's group. And if they're maybe um, connected to a man, send their men folk to your your group. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. I've been I've been hearing that from years. Like, oh my gosh, I wish I had this place for my dad, my brother, you yeah. know, my my, my partner, spouse, my partner, yeah. Like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's really needed. So I'm super happy that you're doing it, and thank you so much for being here and having this conversation today. Yeah, so grateful for the space and and your venue and all that you're doing, and and for this conversation. Wonderful. Thank you. And thanks all of you guys who are listening, who are tuning in with us. If you want to find me, you can find me at lisacampion.com. I hope you stop by and visit a lot of tools and resources for psychics, healers, and empaths who are wanting to train up their gifts because I think the world needs all the healers it can get. And my mission is to create an army of healers to go out and save the planet. It needs saving right about now. So thanks for for joining us today on the miracle of healing where we are healing the planet one person at a time right here on mind body spirit fm i'm victoria moran since we launched the main street vegan podcast back in 2012 Lots more people have discovered the way that moving in a vegan direction can infuse our lives with vitality, spirituality, and compassion. My guests are experts on every aspect of making this work in your real life and our real world. Join us for Main Street Vegan here on mindbodyspirit.fm.